Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. On this episode, join Tracy as she chats with Akila, Amanda, and Colleen about the mystery genre. Listen as they discuss the different types of mysteries and what they enjoy about them. Stay tuned. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. I'm Tracy, and I'm here today with Amanda, Colleen, and Akila, and we are going to talk about mysteries. So we're going to first just tackle the first mystery. What is it about mysteries, the whole genre, that interests you? Amanda, what what do you think about that? Um, I just enjoy mysteries because I like kind of classic whodunit type mysteries where you keeps you guessing the whole time. Plus, I really like true crime, so sometimes true crime can get a little heavy to just ingest only real crime all the time. So right, make-believe murder make believe way better. Is a little more digestible. Yes. Colleen? Um, I don't know. I guess they're like, a, a, it's a puzzle you have to solve. Like, the detective's trying to figure it out, but then you kind of also have to try to see if you can figure it out, too, or not. Sometimes it's kind of like, you know, don't see the magic how the magic happens you just get surprised at every turn do you ever figure it out uh i don't think sometimes if like i've read the author a lot and they kind of have a formulaic way of doing their books right other times not so much i mean especially sometimes i'll read kids books and they're a little easier to figure out <laughs> akila what about you um for me um i got into mysteries very young like because my mom like she watched like a lot of um true crime so like i got into it and we would just you know watch csi dr g medical examiner oh that's such a good one <laughs> right like i love her and um you know just all of these types of tv shows and like they just translated over into mm-hmm. like my reading um selections and it's just it's just the mystery of it. It's like, you know, yeah. you hate to use the word, but it's like, it's just the mystery of being able to figure out, like, who did this or, like, why they did it or, you know, like, especially, like, with true crime, it's just like, why would this person kill this lady? Like, you know, like, why would she, why would she kill her husband? You, you know, you know, things of the, like that. And it's just like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just like, entraps me, I guess you could say, like, it, yeah. to want to, like, to want to keep going and, you know, find out more and, you know. You know I, what is still so good? Forensic files. Yes. 30 minutes. Listen, <laughs> it's solved. You can just get it's on with your life. You're like, you know what? I need to know why someone did a thing. Exactly. Okay. They're going to solve it. And then you can move on. Like. I could never do unsolved mysteries. To this oh, day, yeah, that's like, hard. Lunch break. I'm definitely watching YouTube. Um, <laughs> so it's a channel on YouTube called Real Crime. Mm. Like I just put it on while I'm eating my lunch, and I'm just like, oh man, like a little murder with your sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I definitely have gotten into like the British true crime. Oh my like gosh. with the, the, the I just love the accents. Yes. Like it, it just makes it just like that much, that much more enjoyable to like just oh my goodness, cause like. You would think America is horrible, but, like, you know, the whole world is horrible. <laughs> right. Yes. Isn't it the wonderful thing that connects us all? Yeah. The human like... capacity to be horrendous. <laughs> Brings us all together. Yes. It's great. Well, um, we're going to all talk about the kinds of mysteries that we like and uh, give some recommendations. So, Amanda, what is your first, what's your, what's your, one of your top mystery picks? Um, the most recent mystery i read is promise boys by nick brooks which just came out a few days ago um it's a ya murder mystery kind of like uh the vibe of one of us is lying which was a really popular book several years ago but it is i felt like it was unique because the main characters were boys Mm-hmm. which a lot of YA mysteries are girls. But um, it's about, I'll just read the little blurb, a blockbuster mystery about three teens of color who investigate their principal's murder to clear their own names. And I just really, really liked it. Like, I think it was you said, um, or you. Um, sometimes YA or kids' books are easier to guess what's going on, and I was not able to guess what was going on. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was really fast-paced. I 
tend to think of things. When I read YA, I tend to think, like, I'm reading it through a teen's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, would a teen like this? And I yeah. really think teens would love it because it was really, really fast-paced. It wasn't very long. Was it, like, the teenage boy point of view? Yes. that can be hilarious. Yes. I really I love it when it's from It was really well done, I thought, which I believe Nick Brooks is only 25 which okay. is probably why, but I also there. listened to the audio version of it, and it was completely produced, and every um, every character had their own voice actor, and there was music and Ooh. sound production behind it, and I, I really liked it. It was really good. That sounds good. It does sound good. What was it called again? Promise Boys by Nick Brooks. Got it. I think it's only his second book. His first book was a middle grade why hmm. well that's great that sounds like a a, a teen boy mystery yeah. i don't know that sounds that sounds interesting i like i kind of like my mysteries to be like wrapped in nice little neat bows at the end and every time i read a murder mystery i'm like oh no someone died <laughs> <laughs> i just i hate the idea of that I think that's when I was younger. I used to love reading the Hardy's bo- Hardy Boys because yeah. everything worked out nothing gruesome happened except maybe me like the later years mm-hmm. and then I didn't like it as much because I like the other one the other ones because they're a little more I think fantastical because they're in like the 40s or 50s and everything Nancy? kind of worked out in the end did you read Nancy Drew's too I did I love them both but I like the Hardy's boys a little more because I thought Nancy could be um at times a little wimpier like I don't know maybe it's the time period mm-hmm. it was written in mm-hmm. like she wasn't like ah helpless female but at, at sometimes I just felt like the Hardy Boys See, were more independent I have and I the like opposite that. um reading if you read a Nancy Drew now and I've this uh, this is not new I've said this on like 12 other podcasts but Nancy has no fear she is not um she is not a modern lady worried about getting kidnapped she's always well, like true. wandering blindly into uh, some haunted house and then she wait she gets conked over the head with a flashlight or something and then she wakes up tied to a chair that could easily go really bad right. you know but nancy yeah. figures it out but she you know you tell your dad where you're going <laughs> <laughs> i know you know give him a heads up give him know? a heads you don't up have to just be so independent yeah. all the time i always <laughs> loved it when they get knocked out or something because yes. i guess it's like the sort of like you don't know, they don't know what's going to happen next. So then they got to like, they wake up all of a sudden, oh my goodness, what they got to figure out what's going on. And like a really, you know, big plan of like, you know, how, how, how do I get out of this situation? So yeah. I, always, I always loved that part. But I think my favorite Hardy Boys was like the one where they like get on a pirate boat Ooh. and it, there's treasure and a secret island. And my mom was like, I don't know if this would be realistic. I just don't think a father would convince their boys to get on a boat and put them in danger like that. I'm like, well, good thing you didn't write it, Mom. <laughs> yeah, the realistic one is like the, the parents saying, like, don't do that. Are you crazy? It's like and it would be three pages long. And, mm-hmm. Exactly. It yeah. wouldn't be a good story at all. Yeah. Akilah, what, what is a, a book that speaks to you? Um, so it's a book called Dead Dead Girls. It's um, the first book in a series called Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. Mysteries, or and um, it's um, written by a new author. Her name is Nakisa Afia, and so it's set in the nineteen in 1920s Harlem. Um, the main character she um, she is so important because when she was like 15 years old, she was kidnapped off the street walking mm-hmm. home, and she saved herself and three other girls and as she got older like the story is set in like at this time like in the 20s like mm-hmm. it started off in the six in 1960s with a, a prologue to it mm-hmm. telling about her story and so she ends up <clears throat> you know leaving home because like she's the oldest her dad was like this really strict preacher and she just couldn't deal with it anymore he just wanted mm-hmm. her wanted to marry her off and after you know being like rescuing herself and these other girls, she was considered the um, Harlem hero, and she just didn't want to. She didn't want to have that stigma on her anymore. But so like she lived her life. Um, she left the house. She was living in, like a boarding house with other girls, and she worked at this cafe. And at night she would go to the Zodiac and dance her, you know, dance the night away and with her friends. So 
one day she was headed to work and there was a dead body outside of <gasps> the job. And it kind of like opened her eyes up to just like what was really going on because that wasn't the first body that had been found. And so Luis was a hothead. She ended up hitting a police officer. Oh, no. Black girl That's hitting not, a police officer. That might be a bad, bad, bad thing. Yeah. So that was That was very, um, that was very like eye opening for her because she was just like, oh, my goodness. And so the police gave her an ultimatum either you're going to come help us solve these, the murders of these young black girls, or you can just go to jail. So that is a great uh, set of options. Right? It's like, yeah, okay, I'll help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to jail. But so, and the story just follows her, you know, helping out the police, trying to figure out who's killing, the, who's killing these um, young black girls or uh, whatever. And I really did enjoy, like, the ending. Like, you know, as you got closer to the end, you're like, oh, I think it's this person, I think it's that person. And then, like, the person that it ends up being is just like, what it's like you really you didn't want to believe it was them mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. but it's like I love wow that. like it, it had a lot of foreshadowing for me like I, I did read reviews on goodreads and mm-hmm. i was just like you guys do not know mystery stories because like mm-hmm. how can you not enjoy this book two stars three stars like this was a really like i could not stop listening to it because i definitely did the audio version mm-hmm. of it because it's just, it's just a lot easier, you know, yeah. especially when you're at work, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but it was, I really definitely enjoyed this, uh, enjoyed the book. It um, It is for, you know, um, adult level reading. Mm-hmm. It does have um, LGBT interests um, in it. But it, it isn't like, it doesn't really go into a lot of detail about it. Like, it's just people in love but it is the 20s so you know you can't right. you can't Even live freely yeah like so i feel like that was a good point to add into the story and it just went along with it and it really did help you know move the story along and overall like really great book definitely a good um story to to read or listen to whichever and it was prefer. called dead dead girls dead dead girls not just dead girls but they were super dead 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 yes yeah, because it was dead. so it was so many dead girls and like oh, that the girls sense. like they were young girls who were like prostitutes basically mm-hmm. like they were oh, you know like 14 15 16 oh, year olds yeah. working <clears throat> in like the the speakeasy yeah in the tw- like and you know, gotta put food on their table, kind of exactly. Like. We're in the Warner ways, like, and they were just popping up dead. <laughs> like, you know, I always like mysteries where there's only like a few people, but somehow the author keeps you guessing. Like, there's mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I mean, it's not a book, but it's an anime series where there's like four people the whole show, and you're like, who did it? <laughs> Even though there's only four people, <laughs> so that's always fun. Um, I think. Uh, Everything we're talking about is kind of like, you know, standard whodunits. And, um, you know, the queen of the whodunit is Agatha mm-hmm. Christie. Like, oh, just yes. forever. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought I wouldn't like Agatha Christie. I guess because I am a rebel. Um, she's supposed to be good, therefore I don't like her. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, during the pandemic, I watched every single episode of the... Hercule Poirot mysteries um, and really got to love little Poirot and the way he um, he does things and his mustaches it's plural it's each side is a mustache apparently yeah Um, and one in one episode he it's New Year's Eve and someone offers him champagne and he decides he's going to be a little bit bad (gasps) and he says do you have any banana liqueur and he has it's that instead, and that okay. just made me shriek with joy. Um, but for some reason, I don't like reading a Poirot. Mm, I only really? really like reading a Miss Marple. I oh, don't know why. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, Miss Marple, it, it's, uh, it, she can really do no wrong. Um, so she, as, if you're not familiar with her, she's a, an older lady who looks very sweet who has twinkling blue eyes and she's watching everything so everyone thinks that she's you know just uh you know kind of a dotty old bat um but she's super smart and she misses nothing um 
and she has a foil in the in the police department who's always like, ah, you again, Marple, um, <laughs> because she's smarter than he is. Um, but she basically just like uses the. Um, you know the the fact that she looks like a sweet feeble old lady oh, yeah, to course. explain her presence like if she's digging through someone's closet she's like oh me i'm confused I I'm, I'm I'm just a little, you, know. you better take me back to my caretaker exactly um you know and then she'll say like oh you remind me of my cousin blah 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 tell me more <laughs> all about your life and then she gets all this information out of people yeah, because um, you can just bear your soul to her right absolutely it's inspirational and aspirational you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna become like this one yes. day. Um, but the the um, there are obviously a million of the Miss Marple mysteries. But my favorite is a Caribbean mystery, uh, and I believe we have it in uh, in the large print collection here. Um, it's it's just uh, weird and twisty, and you won't figure it out. Which is why I'm like, how how is it possible? that I cannot ever figure out who did it in these books, um, <laughs> but I can't. And then when it, when it's revealed, it's not a trick because that will get you on my bad list if an author is like, oh, P.S., I never told you about this person, and that's the killer. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Wait, that makes me angry. But it, And then after you read A Caribbean Mystery, you have to read Nemesis because some of the same characters oh. are in Nemesis. And one of the characters, and this spoils nothing, but one of the characters from A Caribbean Mystery, in Nemesis he has died, and in his will, he has um, asked that Miss Marple solve a mystery, and if she solves it, she gets uh, 20,000 pounds. I mean, I would do that. So she's sure. like, sign me up. I'm going to go solve this mystery. So anyway, that was that's just a little plug for the queen of, of the standard whodunit yeah, mysteries. Yeah, I need to read more of hers. I read... Like, I don't know, for some project, we had to, like, write a little mini book report each month, and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like getting something super complicated, so I got Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express, like, every every time. That was just amazing. Yeah. There were, like, a few of her very later books were like, eh, whatever, but definitely most of her books are pretty amazing. They really are. Um, and uh, fun fact, the Library Commission has... We have a series of literary busts around the building that oh, yeah. um, we got, I think, in the 70s from a publisher. And we have an Agatha Christie head. And about 15 years ago on Halloween, I put a mustache on her. <laughs> and it's still there. I've um, seen googly eyes on uh, Yes, we, we sometimes, <laughs> but we always take the googly eyes off. Agatha Christie's mustache has been there. Um, so for a very long time, and no one seemed to notice it. Um, now we're going to notice it. Now you're going <laughs> to notice it. You're <laughs> going to come in. I want to look, look for the, the mustache. Yes. Sometimes Please let <laughs> head creeps me out because I'm just walking by all of a sudden. Ah, head, who's looking at me? Exactly. Oh, and it's oh, wait, like that, that's a statue. And they're not all literary. We have uh, there's a Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, by the printer <laughs> on the second floor, and so our instructions are like, go to the. The, the head of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, to get your... It's, it's a mystery on its own. Exactly. To navigate your way around the building. Exactly. To get your copies off the printer. Yes. Find Martin Luther Find King. him. It's Thank him. Thank him for his service. <laughs> yes. Amanda, what's another mystery on your list? Um, kind of in the vein of Agatha Christie type mysteries. There's a series that I think they started coming out in 2020. The Tita Rosie's Kitchen Mysteries hmm. by Mia Menensala. They're Filipino cozy food mysteries. Oh my gosh. Oh. I like all of those words. Wait, by cozy food, you mean there's like lots of description of food involved because I love food. Yes, and there's recipes. Yes. <gasps> They're kind of like the Hannah Swenson mysteries I'm, I'm hungry already. where there's recipes that they mentioned throughout the book different recipes and then she puts the recipes at the end of the book but there's three out so far the fourth one's about to come out and they're really good but they're kind of agatha christie format mm. okay. cozy mysteries mm. and i listen to them on audio and i really like the narrator i like how she narrates i'm not sure oh, of her name fine. i didn't a narrator down, can make or break it i, I have trouble like i'm not good at list like I, if i start listening i'll start doing something else and not paying attention so i i have to read i can't 
I can't listen to audiobooks. Now, it is still called reading when mm-hmm. you're listening I mean, to like an audio. Yes, print, you're using the print <laughs> material. Yes. Colleen, what's one of your mysteries? Um, well, I don't know. You're talking about like a Filipino setting. I like reading books from other cultures because you get like perspective or setting, food, you know, a location you wouldn't normally get. I. I started up a while back the number one ladies detective agency oh, yes. set in Botswana and I think one of the actresses or something when they made it was a BBC like one season mm-hmm. show and they mentioned on the Daily Show the Quebec Report and I love it because it's kind of like usually it always ends in a nice little tidy bow mm-hmm. like there's not really any murder or something sometimes you get like an unsavory character that pops up and you always have this this one lady who's like out to get her they made it up all in their mind, but her arch nemesis, her name is Violet Sapotho or something like that, mm-hmm. and she's always out to get, like, the assistant detective lady because they were, you know, not friends in college, and, you know, the... I the love a good nemesis. Assistant detective you know? always is like, you know, her life has blossomed and everything. It's like, yeah, because she's a good person and you're horrible, Violet. That's why you don't have anything. <laughs> but I, I always like it, and they mention, like, different... I mean, they don't focus on the foods but I love food so to me it's interesting to see what they eat in different countries and then occasionally get like the the rogue like evil ex that shows up oh, the, yes. the main uh lady I think it's mom remote sway I think that's how you pronounce it and like he shows up one here's like oh, no what's gonna happen Not now him. she's just a truly horrible human being but I love like she just this lady like lives in the middle of Mochuti, which is like small town, middle of nowhere, and moves like the bigger city. It's like, I'm gonna open up a detective agency and help people. And I don't know, it's just fun. Yeah, and there's a lot of it's, those books. Yes. Like it's a long series. I think he's still writing them. Yeah. They're still coming out. Mm-hmm. The most recent one came out a few months ago. And it's just like, you know, if you want something like kind of chill in mm-hmm. the evening, it's, and that's what I like to read to help me to go to sleep. Yes, I, I like that as well. Akila, what's another one of yours? Uh, Perry Mason. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I those love Perry Mason. They, I, they were books first. Yes, they were books first, but like I have. It's Pluto, on Freebie or Tubi Pluto or one TV. of those. Pluto TV oh, has Pluto. a Perry Mason channel. Okay. Oh. One night. Okay, so no, I started watching it on MeTV because like yes. during the, the, the late night block, um, it used to come on there, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is good!" Like it's it's so simple. It's it so is. simple, and but it's it's the same every time too. Every Perry always solves the crime for the police and the prosecutor. I'm just like, why don't y'all just work together? But <laughs> it's like Hamilton Berger. When will he learn? He's never going to get Perry. You would never be. I, I say the same thing every single time. I was like, you cannot beat Perry Hamilton, and it's it, it's always so funny to me though, because like. Um, it's like, but Hamilton is all about putting somebody in jail for a crime. Right. So like, he, you know, he 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 turns his face up once Perry, you know, puts him in his place. But at times when Hamilton is really fooled by um by one of the the, the criminals or whatever, he he stands next to Perry. He's like, yeah, Perry, like. <laughs> And it's like, he uh, doesn't hold a grudge that he he's always not. wrong, he but not. he needs to get voted out. You know, like why, he is a bad DA. Yeah. Like, really? Like, okay. And track tracks the same way. Yes. Like, hi, is this like the old school Perry Mason? Yes. Or is yes. this the, like, no, the they, black they and white. A, okay. Um, the new I'm one though is white. good. It's the backstory. The, it's the on HBO, one. I think. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's how Perry got to be where he is. I like, okay. I would like that a little more. Because a lot of times I don't like the redone show. I'm like, yes, yes. It's darker and edgier. Blah, blah, blah. It's definitely darker and edgier. backstory would be better than remake. I I just really love how cute Perry is too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's a, Wait, that, the new one or in the in oh the, the old one. one. Yeah, the old same, one. same. I'm like, you know what? He's a sturdy Paul man. Drake. Oh, <laughs> Paul Drake. He's he's a little too slick for me. I look. He's just he's just he's just like, he's very easy on that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't it's, hurt. It's, it's the white hair. I think it's the white hair. It's yeah. like even though it's black and white, you can tell that his hair is definitely white, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, makes Drake. him look authoritative. And he like Drake always get, does what he what he Drake he always gets the job done. He does, and he he didn't care what law he has to break to get it. And he's it's, always sneaking around and doing doing is. shady stuff. But it's like at the same time he'll also be like, 
you know, I can't do this, Perry, but <laughs> he still goes and does it. Like, yeah. it's like, That's it's like, you know, like, you know the police are going to be watching. And, no. And, like, I feel like, because Paul, I think he used to be a police officer before he became a private um, investigator. And it's like, sometimes, like, he doesn't even agree with Perry. He's like, Perry, you really don't believe that she did this? Like, you really, like, I'm like... Come on, Paul. Like, how long have you worked with Perry? Exactly. So, no, just like, do the, what the man said. Like, just go with Perry Mason. Like, you know, he's going to be right. He's always going to be right. And Della is perfect. Oh, like, Della is she just is. like, she's so perfect. Like, she is really the glue to it all, in my opinion. The one thing that I don't get, I will say this, after last summer, I watched so much Perry Mason. <laughs> like, it was a daily, like, don't talk to me, child. I'm watching my Perry Mason. Yes. Um, <laughs> What hours do they work? It's always like 10.30 and Della's like, well, I don't know. I'm getting kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, should we go to the diner? And like, what TV time work starts? Nebulous. Um, also because it's filmed, obviously most of it is on like a soundstage. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, real film or mm-hmm. like out in the world. Um, the lighting is really weird. I can't tell what time it is ever. It's like oh. it's like full sun. They're like, "Hey, boss, we're, we've been here since midnight. It's now two mm-hmm. two a.m." Like, like the sun is you still are, up. but it's so light <laughs> know, outside. I'm like watching twenty four. Like, when do people have time to sleep? Right. Yeah, there's or no eat. no one. They eat occasionally. They get there's a diner downstairs in their building yeah, on Perry the Mason. They, yeah, they're definitely always eating. Like majority yes. of the episodes, sometimes like most of the episodes end with them eating. Yes. like going out to eat somewhere. There's one that centers around a Mexican restaurant, and yes. and and Mexican food was new, yeah. you know. For that was like Paul the Drake, exotic was like, food. Spicy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, very good. You should all watch it. Okay, Definitely. yeah. I, yeah. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't though, either. But the show, like, it, but the the books, no, the shows are based off of the books. Yes. So it's like the. So I'm. I'm I feel like. It's just be it'd be more detailed. The books would be more detailed, right? If they know. can cram all of that into you know, yeah, forty nine minutes or whatever, um, they. But yeah, Earl Stanley Gardner is the uh, author of oh, those yeah. Perry Mason books. So maybe we should do that, Akila. Maybe we should Perry Mason podcast. read some Perry Mason and then get together and chat about it. I will. I, I, I'm definitely open to that because like next book club. I am yeah. constantly, you know. Trying to find good books, like I'm always writing down. Like, okay, this this looks mm-hmm. this sounds mm-hmm. good. Let me go ahead and write this this number down so I can listen to that book. Yep. Yeah. When you finish your series, you're like, well, what now? Mm-hmm. I gotta wait for the next book to come out. It's kind of how I am with the Dresden Files, which you know he's a detective, so that, I think that counts as a fantasy mystery series. Mm-hmm. But I finished the last one, which was like utterly devastating and all that happened. I'm like, now I have to wait for the next one. I scolded my friend. I was like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. So, but Dresden, if you want a little bit of fantasy thrown in, magic and I don't know, elves and the Fae and all that. Oh no, I know. can't do elves. I have a strict uh, no elf. Uh, it's not no like a, goblins. Like cute Santa elf. Or no, no, we don't. We fairies. don't do goblins or ogres or orcs or you, elves you in my world. You don't do the fantasy no. stuff. You don't like no. that. I don't. See, Ooh, I, I gotcha. love fantasy so much. So you don't like Lord of the Rings? No. Never. Harry Potter's different. You can deal with Those are people living in a okay, magic okay. world. You want but like you know, humans. Like you got the okay. and stuff in there, so I don't That's like them. True, gotcha. but they're not like people <laughs> characters. The dragons aren't like yes. You know who? Sunny. You know who I really don't like. I listen. I loved Harry Potter just as much as everyone else. But Dobby. Ugh. I love Gross. Dobby. Like, no, get Dobby out of the was room. My favorite. He died. Like when, when Dobby he was sacrificed himself. I don't care. He is yucky. He I looks wanted, like a hairless I cat. I don't. Right. <laughs> no. Give me the humans um, or the humanoids. You know, Hagrid. He's so you could watch Star Trek. Oh, I'm not into no. space. No, no, no space stuff. Absolutely okay. not. Abs- no. To me, no. being like it, like I love the the older stuff more than the new because I've, I feel like the the 90s the graphics and the idea of what's futuristic mm. is like endearing mm-hmm. so yeah um I'm gonna take a swift turn from endearing to gross um <laughs> because I uh, there is a um genre of 
of mysteries that it's they're nonfiction, but I really love medical mysteries. Those and that's kind of Doctor G medical examiner, mm-hmm. uh, not so much the murder side, but like let let's look at the body and figure things out. Um, but a really great book that I read last year is called Diagnosis: Solving the Most Baffling Medical Mysteries. It's by Lisa Sanders and it's based upon. Um, her diagnosis column in the New York Times. And there's a Netflix series, but each episode is an hour, and that is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the you know, a, a newspaper column is, like, when you put it in book form, it's like three or four pages. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to see this person for an hour, um, you know, and, and I, that's too much. Just give me, give me a few. Um, that one is really good and then this other one is even better it's called the mystery of the exploding teeth and other curiosities from the history of medicine and that's by thomas morris and we have both of these books here at the library commission so there are chapters about horrifying operations from olden times um you know what before they had surgeons you know what they had butchers i I can't do that if you have something that's you know rotting who's going to chop it off for you but the the butcher um there is a part in this book because i was flipping through it yesterday uh there this someone had this big ulcerous sore that glowed it was luminous um and there is a there is a stage of uh, (laughs) of putrefaction or putre whatever that word is uh when something is putrefying where it gives off some kind of gas something that causes it to glow isn't that that, fascinating for real happen yes or at least it's it's recorded in the medical literature oh okay um and then this one is also a really good one um this whole family the the mom is like oh my leg hurts and then in a day it's just like eaten up with gangrene and uh anyway like four of the daughters the son at the end they're all they all have like a foot missing, an entire leg missing, this missing. And it was uh, some kind of bacteria that was in the bread that, uh, or the corn or something, because, oh. yeah. And you got in the And they all ate it. Or yeah, or something. I don't know. Then. I mean, yeah, details of that, I was just like, give me, tell me more about the legs and the and the chopping. <laughs> no, I can't stand that stuff. Oh, it's I love it. I love it so much. I, I picture it too well in my head. Well, mm-hmm. then so you don't, do stuff like that. you don't want to read this other book called The Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine from 1896. Because, listen, people have always been like they are, you know, kind of horrible. um, And if they don't also know about, uh, you know, good medical practices or hygiene or washing your hands before you, you know, operate on something, it you know but but basically the human body can turn on you at any time and uh so this book is just full of all the weird cases of someone who has you know elephantitis of the whatever that apparently can afflict any body part and you don't want it to and there are also photographs and they are hilarious Mm -hmm. i am sorry um but some of them are very unfortunate um and we do have this book but it is permanently checked out to me (laughs) Um, I guess if someone put a hold on it I would return it but it lives in my office Um, but anyway that's that's my my niche mystery area do any of you have another like something that you're like oh yeah I love it when there it's a mystery in this kind of setting Um, kind of what what you're saying made me think of this book it's not one I had planned to talk about but I read a book last year called The Five by Hallie Rubenhold and it's nonfiction, and I don't know that it'd necessarily be considered a mystery, but it's about the main five women who were murdered by Jack the Ripper. Ooh. It's my favorite book I think I've ever read. It's very, very long. But um, basically, the Hallie Rubenhold is a historian, and she completely fleshes out the background of fleshes these five out. women. but um just like their entire lives and basically how they got in the path of jack the ripper maybe Mm -hmm. like kind of 
speculating on how they ended up getting murdered by Jack the Ripper and different ideas of who Jack the Ripper may have been based on who those women were. And it was just very, very good. Very, that, that definitely qualifies as a mystery. Which Hallie Rubenhold also wrote, I haven't read it, um, Harlots, which is the show. Or no, it's called The Ladies of Covent Garden. But the show Harlots, mm. it's based on that book. I don't know about that show. It was on, I think, Amazon Prime. Hmm. But the if it's not on Tubi really or Freevee or one of the, <laughs> <laughs> the free streaming sites. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Colleen, oh, um, go ahead. I kind of like psychological thrillers, like the psychology of it, because like, I took a lot of, like, for school, like, I had to do a lot of psychology. So it's like, <clears throat> and, like, my mom's a nurse. So it's like, I was, like, I was just been in, engrossed in, like, medicine-type lives. Like, not lives. I don't want to say lives because, like, it's not a life. Like, just I've just been engrossed in, like, medicine, like, backgrounds. And, you know, and it's like the, the psychological thrillers. It's like, just, you know, just playing with your mind and, it's just like it's it's entertaining to me you know and i've read a book called all of us um it's by af carter and it's a story about excuse me this woman named carolyn grand who lives with um dissociative um identity disorder or you know multiple multiple personality disorder and she has six other people living in her in her head and each of them have um, have their own personalities, like, and so it's it's a it's a really good book. It's it's it tells if it, it it the story is is told from the perspectives of the of the uh, personalities, and then Tina is the is the last one, and she's the one who basically holds the trauma like of Carolyn, you know, because Carolyn is just like inside of all is is a shell of basically has become a shell of herself and Tina is the one that like remembers and deals with it and and protects everybody else like she holds the memories and protects everybody else from it and like so of course the dad went to prison for what he was doing to her but he got out (gasps) no he got out and of course you know the police you know hey your dad got out and you know panic ensued Nobody wanted to really be in the in the in the body for real. So yeah. it's like Serena and Eleni, you know, they got to have more time out in the world, and it. But the dad ended up getting murdered, and they found him in a seedy hotel or whatever. And of course, Carolyn is the is the suspect. So. You know, trying to figure out who did it, cause like nope, cause like, and that's the thing too, like that would definitely nobody knows who does what. Like when you're mm-hmm. when they're in the when they have control, they have control. They go back in, cause like they they don't talk, they can't. I guess like they can't talk to each other each inside other. her head, or whatever. They're partitioned. But it's like they don't remember what the other person did. They write notes. They leave notes or whatever to like, hey, I did this, this did that, that, and third. So like when somebody else takes mm-hmm. over. They can know what's going on. They can be like, let's see what I got up to last night. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, goodness. And it, I really That'd did enjoy it. Like, that was another one. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't stop listening. Like, going home, like, my kids running around. <laughs> like, hey, I'm listening to a book. Leave me alone. Like, I can't. Like, it was definitely, like, one of those. Because, like, you, you really didn't know who did it. But then it's like, what? I so, love it when you're like that at the end of the book. Yeah, and you're just like, I was you're like, like yeah, this, no way. The ending was great because it was just like, oh, y'all, y'all really did a number on us psychologically. Like, A.F. Yeah. Carter, you had my brain going boom. Like, yeah. just, that is I so good. There's nothing worse than, like, getting to the end and then going, what? Mm-hmm. That is how it ended? Mm-hmm. I've been in a few books like that. The um, Have y'all read the, the Maid by Nita Prose? Is that, did that, was that the one that got turned into a TV series recently? There's one called The Maid, I think. I, I think there's a lot of things called The Maid or Maid, but I don't, oh, okay. I don't think it's <laughs> no. this book yet. No. Um, but I'm sure she sees all the secrets of, like, the rich people. She, she does, and one of them ends up dead and blah, blah, blah. 
and I'm not going to spoil it, but I will spoil this, and I've talked about this again on another episode, but you can't reveal a new thing at the very end of the book that, like, oh, we didn't tell you about Roger. There's no one named Roger, but, like, just as an example, Mm. um, of course you couldn't figure it out because the author was withholding Mm -hmm. the information, and that is just cheap, and I'm still mad. And that's oh, one of the I know, things I hate about it. It's like, well, I would have figured that out early on if you named this. Yeah, duh. Agatha doesn't do that. <laughs> that's one of the things about Perry Mason, too. Like, every everybody, the killer is always in the galley. Absolutely. Watching the case. <laughs> and it's like, what? Because murderers like, get you arrogant, come? Why you would know? you come? Like, why would you show up? And Perry's just... But you know, like he yep. turns around. He turns like, around. They're curious. They want to see who gets caught for their why, crime. Why? 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 Like, and I know. It's like people who we were never even introduced Absolutely. to. But Perry knows who they are. It's like that is on, kind of annoying. Y'all could have you know let us in on the gag, you know. But or I hate books where they like you have the whole series and all this stuff happens and like sometimes I I do stuff and I was like. Them traveling through time or blah blah blah. At the end of the book, it's like, well, they wipe this memory so no one will remember, so they won't ever remember it happened, so it'll go the way it's supposed to go. I'm like, why did I even read this book? I read this whole series, and then it's gonna be like it didn't even happen. See, that's <laughs> like this that's, Sherilyn that doesn't Kenyon happen. YA in, in, novels like did that, and I was like, I can't believe I wasted my time on you. <laughs> in in the world of reality, not fantasy. That kind of stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> well, fantasy, you can do more because the laws of physics and time None don't apply. That even matters. Like, I don't mind time travel. That is the one thing. But, but the time travel has to make sense. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm with that, too. Like, but, you, yeah. mm-hmm. you can create any world you want, but once you create that world, that world has rules or nothing makes sense. Yeah, like every book series I have has, like, the rules of magic or the rules of space-time continuum. I don't know. It's like, uh, what's that, with the Marvel stories? Like, the, <laughs> There's so much like so going many, on. It's the timelines. It's like you, when you time travel, you disrupt the timeline, so now you created another timeline, and then now they didn't create another timeline. It's just hundreds and millions of timelines. I don't and have time like, for all that. I don't, how does this even work? <laughs> like, I can't watch 30 different series at once or in a lifetime. It's just never enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to try to make a good segue, but I don't have one. So I'm just going to. <laughs> yeah, just uh, to start with uh, One other, um, this will be our last go round. Um, I wanted to talk about another kind of mystery I really like is a literary mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably, it involves a secret manuscript or a diary or something like that. Um, so if you've never read Possession by A.S. Byatt, it is it is the literary mystery. These two young professors are uh, their their main um, Victorian poet that they are you know knowledgeable about. Ooh. They are both um, reading their letters and then they discover that these two Victorian poets had a secret romance. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my. Um, it's very good. But this other one, I, I don't know if we have it or not. Um, it's called The 13th Tale by Diane Setterfield or Setterfeld. I'll have to look it up. Um, this In this book, this famous author has, um, has this really secretive personal life. And when she is interviewed, um, she makes up a different version of her life each time and she's oh. given 12 different interviews over the course of her That's life fun. so this one's called the 13th tale so she has asked this uh i don't know i don't remember if she's a journalist or, or what but she's asked this person like i'm going to tell you my real story or will she mm. um oh. <laughs> so you, it, it so it's the 13th version of her life um so anyway it is very good. I don't usually reread books, but I couldn't remember what this one. I, I knew I loved it because that's all my <laughs> brain will retain like love, hate, mm-hmm. um, indifference. Um, so I read it, I think, last year or a year before, and it was just as good. I, could, I couldn't remember the twist, and then it got there. I was like, ah, you got me again. Um, <laughs> that is but great. It's, it's very good. Very, very so good. So, do any other stories ever overlap with like they? There is some truth in them. You know what? I don't remember. Um, 
I don't think so. And the journalist yeah. could try piecing it together. Right. I think it was just like, oh, yes, my mother was a Danish milkmaid and my father, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And that That's has realistic. nothing to do with. Um, That's realistic. But at, at the beginning, people would take it at face value. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next one, she would say, oh, I was kidding. This is really my life. Um, so this is, this is going to be the final one. So, anyway. Do you really think good. the name of the rose would count as, like, a literary thing? Because it involves, like, a manuscript. Like, the monk that's, I don't know, they're called. It's, I like it because it's set in medieval times. And while it was kind of a difficult read due to the way the author wrote it, he kind of wrote it in, like, a medieval way of speaking, which I thought was very difficult to do. And you had to do a lot of research to be able to write a whole book in that. And so I thought it was really fascinating you know, it was kind of a difficult read because I was younger. I was just so fascinated that he managed to do it the whole book that I kept reading. And it ends up like this monk. It's called this abbey to investigate several people have died. And then it's, yeah. And, you know, you'd have little several little twists and turns at the end. and uh, But involves a manuscript mm. sort of near the end. So, I really I like know. it if there's a secret manuscript and then it's in the book. So you get to read, read the lost poems or the lost diary or the oh, manuscripts. I love, uh, from love fake it. books that don't exist. I don't know why, but I love <laughs> it. It's kind of like, I don't know when I'm watching a TV show and you walk in on the punchline of a joke. I absolutely love it when I just hear the punchline. I'm like, what was the joke? Or, you know, what is this real book about? It just, I don't know, really fascinates me. I did see a tweet uh, recently that um, when books have like, a, like a made-up band in them, you know, like, uh-huh, and, and then uh-huh. they and they print the lyrics. The lyrics are always so horrible, like, right? Like, they, you know, I like love cheesy it. lyrics and bands like that. But I just, it, it, if you up. know the song in real life, it's different. But if you're making up, like, oh yeah, their number one song was called Heartthrob or whatever, and then you read it, and you're like, that's dumb. That's I just, read um, the Villa by Rachel Hawkins recently, and it had a, it was a mystery about. Kind of a mystery, kind of a thriller, but it had a manuscript of a book throughout mm-hmm. it with portions of the book. I'm writing and it down. And a fake band. Oh, <laughs> double whammy. <laughs> and I listened to it on audio, and they would actually sing, which was kind of... See, that's different. That, that, um, that, it was interesting. That might not be so bad. I, have y'all read Daisy Jones and the Six? Um, so. At the end, there's a it's it's about a, a band, um, and the audio is great because each band member has its uh, own narrator. Um, but I think they there's a version of the audio where they play a song, but I don't think it has any lyrics. I think it's just someone just like I don't want to hear that. I want to I want to hear these characters that I I love yeah. now. I want to hear them singing this anyway. But mm-hmm. this is what they try. But, yeah, they sing in the. In the villa, like singing yeah, music. It was interesting. Good. I'm gonna. What, it Rachel good. Rachel Hawkins. You said it's called the villa. The villa. It's okay. very short. It's a very short book. Listen, you are. The, all the words are there. We got a manuscript. It's short. They sing. Right. I'm. I'm. In I, it, sign like, me up. In and out. <laughs> yeah. In all the little blurbs about it, they described it as, um, like the blurb on the book, the blurb on Goodreads, as being inspired by the Manson murders and Fleetwood Mac. And Fleetwood Mac. I love that. A a fake version. You know what? I just, I I don't really, I can't do it. It wasn't that intense. I didn't really, don't let that scare you away. Is it culty? No. Because I don't like cults. I think the cults are very Manson popular. Murder, like in Fleetwood Mac right was now. more so because it's also dual timeline. In the, the timeline in the past was the '70s, and okay. there's a murder and there's a band. So okay, well maybe so. Well, I mean, you always had great bands from the '70s, so yeah. Any other books you want to throw in before we wrap up? Well, I don't have any literary books. But the last book, like the most recent book I read, it was called It's Always the Husband. <laughs> Is it the husband? Is it? <laughs> and the ending really threw me off. Like the it's it's the story about three college roommates, like three like they came they met in college, like they um freshman year and it tells their story about like how their their whole experience in college and they have they really had a love hate relationship, like um, 
Kate was a was the rich girl from New York. Um, Aubrey was the poor girl from Las Vegas, and Jenny was a middle class the middle class girl from the town that the college is is setting. I think it's like uh, New Hampshire, I believe. Don't quote me, <laughs> but um, they were definitely on the East Coast, and it just talks about them or whatever, and the, the in their dynamic and how one fatal night. Oh no. You know, something happened. But the story starts with one of the girls being murdered or whatever. Somebody encouraging her to jump off a bridge. That's and awful. Yeah, but it was really good, though. Like, I really did enjoy it. Like, I was not expecting the ending. Like, I was like, oh, it was it was her. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't her. It was her. Oh, no, it was her husband. And, yeah, like, it's infidelities. Like, one of the best friends sleeping with one of the other best friend's husbands. I was just like... How could you, girl? Taking a back, but like, <laughs> but like, like I said, the ending was it was surprising for me. Of course, I read reviews and they were just like, "Ah, oh, this book sucks," and I'm just like, "Okay, people have poor taste. My, I have I have impeccable taste. Everybody else's taste sucks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, obviously, my taste is the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes on Goodreads, uh, you'll discover that someone uh, like a friend of yours. You have you don't don't mesh with your reviews, um, mm-hmm. and um, or or someone like I I barely know this girl I'm Goodreads friends with, but if she gives it five stars, I'm ordering it today because mm-hmm. I know I will love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. well, this has been a really fun chat. We you know kind of went all over the place with our uh, we started with mysteries and kind of went into some other worlds too some manufactured worlds <laughs> I don't like those the best. but anyway thanks to y'all for chatting with me today and I never know how to end these so I'm going to keep it talking was fun. <laughs> there you yeah. go. it was fun thank it you was. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time, and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.